Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefton Early and you're listening to episode 239 of the podcast and it is the weekly sports preview show. Now I can hear you ask, how can we have a sports preview show when all of our sport has been cancelled? And yes, that's kind of correct. All of the local sport has fallen by the wayside due to the lockdown and the stage three restrictions or the level three restrictions that have been implemented across the country. But we do still have some elite sport taking place in soccer, rugby and Gaelic games across the country. And we have representation in all of those this weekend. We do start with a bit of good news, and that is that the National Football League and National Hurling League fixtures have been announced as part of the GAA Go app, now available in the Republic of Ireland and the North of Ireland. So Leitrim supporters will be able to watch both the hurlers and footballers, not this weekend, but next weekend on that. The announcement came out during the week, and so you can see for €5 charge uh, behind a pay-per-view wall, you'll be able to see the hurlers in action in the Connacht Centre of Excellence on Sunday week in the Division 3B final in the National Hurling League, while in Division 3 of the Football League, down, of course, being the venue, and Park Esler in Newry next Saturday evening, and Leitrim, the visitors there. So you can stay at home, stay safe from all of the coronavirus breakouts all over the country and you can watch the game and you won't miss a second of the action GAA Go is the app to check out there you'll find that if you google it uh, all the information should be available over the coming days so get yourself on board with that if you want to watch the GAA action over the next couple of weeks I believe they will also be including uh, the final round of fixtures that would include that Division 3 clash Leitrim versus Tipperary at home here in Avoncart Park, Sean McDermott on Sunday week, the 25th of uh, October. That's Monday, sorry, that's Sunday, two weeks, the 25th of October. And the Nicky Rackard Cup quarterfinal, Armagh versus Leitrim in the Athletic Grounds in Armagh at four o'clock on Saturday, the October the 24th. So remains to be seen if they've been officially announced, but uh, the early indications are that those games will also be available through that app. To run through the rest of the fixtures that we currently have in the calendar, this day two weeks, Friday, October the 23rd, sees the Connacht Minor Football Championship, Galway versus Leitrim, and that will be played in the Centre of Excellence in Ballyhonas in County Mayo that evening. So the very best look to Brendan Guckian and his charges in two weeks' time as they start their championship campaign. Uh, the following weekend, obviously, that will also include the Nicky Rackard Cup quarterfinal against Armagh and that league clash with Tipperary, but it's the following week all attention will focus on uh, Mayo being the championship uh, big, big game for Leitrim as they look to to progress past what is a fairly big obstacle in a new look knockout championship in Connacht. In terms of the ladies football, their season starts in a, a very simple three-horse race for one spot into an All-Ireland semi-final and they face Mead on the weekend of the 7th or 8th of November exact details to be confirmed and the following weekend they face a trip to Down. So uh, interesting times ahead for the ladies as well, but plenty of action across the playing fields of Gaelic football, ladies football and hurling in coming weeks. And the best luck to everybody. We'll be keeping an eye on all of that on the sports preview show and the sports roundup show every Monday and of course the preview show on the Friday before every weekend's action. No Gaelic games as such this weekend, but just some good news in terms of being able to keep track of what's happening over the coming weeks. In terms of rugby, we are going to be having a more in-depth discussion with Jack Kilheny in just a couple of moments about his 
experience of breaking into that old Belvedere squad uh, in Division 1B of the AIL this season, but currently preoccupied with the Energy Community Shield, a cross-country uh, competition that's been run in each of the four provinces on his side. They've struggled to get to grips with it so far this year. He's been an integral part of that team. He's br- broken into the side. He came on at halftime in the first round, played the full 80 minutes last week, and will be expected to play again this weekend. In terms of the actual fixtures of Leitrim interest in the Connacht division, Sligo are out against Ballina. They face the trip over to Heffernan Park in the first clash between these sides this season. Sligo, of course, getting the double over them last year. Two fairly heavy victories for the Sligo men in both those games last year, and they will be expecting something similar. Sligo at the moment, top of the table, Balna struggling at the bottom, and of course Matthew Early will be involved for Sligo in that game. Jack Gilhaney, as we mentioned, expected to play a part in the clash between Old Belvedere at Old Wesley tomorrow afternoon. Uh, the very best of luck to Jack, as you mentioned. They're currently ninth out of the nine sides in that division. Old Wesley sit in fifth place, but very early days to be worrying about table position just yet the best look to jack and to matthew early this weekend in that energy community series um we will be talking to jack in a lot more detail about the clash between gaelic football and rugby and how he manages that and i suppose some of the reasoning behind why he's made the choices he's made at different stages of his career in terms of soccer, no representation this weekend at senior level in either men's or women's football. Uh, it's a strange one because Sligo Rovers due to play Derry this weekend, but the game brought forward because of international call-ups, and that means that Niall Moran no competitive action this weekend in the bitter red, while Dervla Byrne and her P-Mount United, after two or three big weekends of victories, uh, they have weekend off their idle. Nine teams in that division, four fixtures, one team can't play, and this week it happens to be their turn. So they'll be hoping that other teams will do them favours as they go through the fixtures. But let's have a look at all the fixtures across all the competitions in soccer this weekend. In the Premier Division, Bohemians versus Cork City this evening at 545 while tomorrow evening at 5pm kickoff, Waterford play Shelburne. And Tuesday, it's Cork City versus Dundalk. That game at 7.45 in Turner's Cross. So next weekend, we have also Dundalk versus Bohemians, Shamrock Rovers versus Derry City on Friday, Cork City versus Waterford on 5pm on Saturday, the 17th of October, while St. Patrick's Athletic are the visitors to Finn Park, as Finn Harps host them, 7.30 the f- kickoff in that game we have to wait till sunday the 18th of october for the next sligo rovers game as they travel to talca park to take on shelburne at the moment the league table sees sligo in fifth place and with the teams below them not playing for the next couple of days means they can't drop a position and unless st patrick's athletic take an awful hiding uh, they will not uh, drop below them in the table either so sligo probably in fifth place for the next little while at least although Dundalk do have a load of games in hand I think they have three games in hand at this stage their European exploits have kept them occupied on that front in the first division Longford Town make the trip to Cabin Teeley today uh, they'll be hoping for a win to reinvigorate their promotion campaign currently six points off the top of the table with only three games remaining uh, defeat today and a draw or a victory for Bray Wanderers versus Shamrock Rovers, which would be expected, uh, will leave them feeling very, very tight in their chances of getting through. Realistically, Bray Wanderers should beat Shamrock Rovers, and with their extra goal difference, uh, should see Longford Town eliminated from that title campaign uh, today. Win, lose, or draw this evening. But Longford looking to get. <coughs> 
but Longford will be looking to get the best possible playoff draw so every result counts and it's fairly fairly tight there around that fifth and sixth spot at the top five of course qualifying for the playoffs so the best of look to Longford Town in their clash with Cabin this evening in fact it would put them guaranteed into the playoff spots if they were to win today in the Women's National League, the full set of fixtures this weekend. DLR Waves versus Wexford Youths. Cork City Women's FC versus Galway Women's FC. Bohemians versus Athlone Town in the Battle of the New Teams. While Treaty United of Limerick, uh, play, they play Shelburne. All those games tomorrow, 10th of October, with 2pm kickoffs. As we said, no Dervla burn just there. But she does sit with her PMAG United teammates at the top of the table shells and cork in very very tight close proximity to them if shells can beat um treaty they will move to the top of the table so uh, interesting weekend to see how that happens at the moment currently pmat united 18 points from seven games while shells 16 from seven cork city one further back 15 points from their seven fixtures so far there will be action at underage level though, and that is Murren Devaney of Manor Hamilton will be representing Leitrim at where Sligo Rovers travel to Pimage United tomorrow evening at 6.30pm. The best luck to Murren and her Sligo Rovers teammates as they look to pick up from what has been a, a fairly disappointing season for the side at 6.30 tomorrow evening in Pimount against one of the strongest teams in the division. So the best luck to Murren in that encounter. A name that will be well known to most sports fans in the county is that of Jack Kilheaney. Normally, I suppose, talking about locally in FINA GA circles, but has been making waves in another sport, and another code of football, and that, of course, is Rugby Union. He joins me now to chat about his season so far. Jack, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much for having me, Brefty. Looking forward to it. Now, we've had you on before from a Gaelic point of view, I think after you were beaten by Mohol back in the group stages of the Senior Championship here in the county, but I suppose the last couple of weekends you've been mostly focused on your rugby career start of the new Energia Community Series. Uh, you're in the Leinster branch of that with mm. Old Belvedere, a fairly um, well-established name in the world of rugby union in the country. Yeah, so um, the last few weeks I've been playing, kind of tried to juggle both so my county, inter-county commitments with Leitrim and then my rugby commitments up in Dublin with Old Belvedere. So um, yeah, we've been training since the middle of August, uh, we had our first game last weekend against Trinity, got a good beating, unfortunately, but it was, a, I suppose, a first run out. Uh, yes, then we got, again, we were beaten by UC, but a much improved performance. Um, so again, we go next weekend, now we have Old Wesley, so it's kind of every every week there's a new game to look forward to and a new game to prepare for, so really enjoy it at the moment. Let's chat a bit about the differences between that, I suppose, elite sport, because you're playing at the elite level of both codes in the country at the moment. Old Belvedere, they're normally in Division 1B of the AIL, which is the yeah. second tier. Uh, I suppose we've had other AIL representation this season. Matthew Early's with Sligo in 2B, which is effectively the fourth division. Yeah. Um, what's the standard like? And because this is your first time playing at the senior level, having come out in 20s, or did you play a bit last I season? I played, uh, so I joined Old Belvedere once I left uh, boarding school. And I played under 20s, but I got uh, two AL caps that year, and that was Division 1B as well. Um, Eddie O'Sullivan, actually the former Irish head coach, was our head coach at the time. Then last year, so my second year 20s, and I also got another one or two AL caps that season. Then last year, I kind of, um, I suppose Terry was on to me, so I got I committed to Leitrim Seniors. I was over on Erasmus in Rotterdam, so I suppose I had to kind of make some choice, so I used to come home every weekend for them. And then now this season, obviously, I'm out of under-20s, so I kind of have to have my full commitments with the senior team. 
what was the reasoning for being in Rotterdam and, and is it crazy to fly home every week? Yeah, so it's just part of, I suppose, it's part of my college course. I'm doing global business in Trinity. Um, so as part of your third year, you have the option to go abroad. You can go abroad for a full year or one semester. So I chose to go one semester. So I went from, well, it's supposed to be from January until the end of June. But unfortunately, due to COVID, it was cut short. So it was only there for eight weeks. But yeah, I used to fly home. So I'd get the train from Rotterdam to Amsterdam fly then from Amsterdam to Dublin, train from Dublin to Leitrim, and then train on a Friday night, and then fly back on a Monday morning after the league match. And like that, obviously, not only the, the physical toll of that travelling, but the cost of that must be substantial enough. How did you manage that? Yeah, well, I Leitrim kind of paid for all the... Your travel expenses. Yeah, travel expenses and all that was, was uh, funded by Leitrim. But yeah, it was just the toll, the physical toll, and I suppose the mental toll did... Um, I mean, I was only doing it for eight weeks, I suppose, so maybe it was... Kind of the energy, you know, had that energy to keep going for that time. I don't know if maybe it was going into the middle of June. It could be a different story, but I enjoyed it for the time I was doing it now, um, and it was worth it. I think we had a good run in the league. I know, obviously, not over yet, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it for that for that few weeks. What was your introduction to rugby? Because obviously, rugby, uh, Carrick, I know, are around now and in the north of the county. They have the option of Sligo, although there's not that huge representation from the north of the county in in Sligo Rugby Club at, at adult level, at least. But how did you end up playing rugby? Was it a schools thing? No, so uh, when I was um, seven or eight, I started off playing in, in Carrick Rugby Club here. We actually used to train out there in front of uh, Carrtown. That was their playing field at the moment. Then played in Leitrim Gales for a while, and then they finally got their own facilities. Then when I was about 12 or 13, I moved to Longford Rugby Club. Because um, I'm from Phoenix, so it's only about half an hour kind of the boat, so it doesn't really make much difference travel time. And they're obviously based in Leinster, so I suppose it'd be a bit more competition there. You're playing against bigger clubs, uh, you know, like some Mullingar um, and all those clubs are kind of bigger ones. And then when I was, after I did my junior start, I went to boarding school in Kildare, so I went to Clongos. So obviously that's kind of quite infamous for rugby. And so I played Senior Cup with them, played two years of Senior Cup. And then after I left there, I joined Old Belvedere and I'm still there now, so I'm really enjoying it. In terms of Old Belvedere, as you mentioned, up to this season, you've had maybe three or four appearances spread out over two seasons, maybe yeah. season and a half. In terms of uh, this season, though, you've met, had a bright start. You played half on the first game, disappointing defeat, mm. beaten again last week, but you played the full 80 yeah. minutes. How nice is it to now be kind of a real part of that squad that it's not just a kind of, we'll see what he's up to. You're, you're actually starting. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. Um, you know, it was really good, really professional environment in, in the club. Like, you've really good, I think we've... You know, we've three or four, you know, kind of designated coaches, you have a backs coach, um, forwards coach, like Mike Ross, the former Irish prop, he's the forwards coach. Really good SNC. It's a really professional environment and you know we wish I suppose I'd nearly be one of the younger guys on the team as well. I'm only twenty one, you'll be playing with guys who are twenty seven, twenty or twenty seven, twenty eight, so that kind of age group. So it is challenging, you kinda of, it kinda of, I suppose fast forwards your development as well, you're playing against a lot bigger guys, you know, compared to what was maybe come against in football and all. Uh, but I like the you know, the physicality is probably one thing that I like and um, you know, it's good to test yourself out against kind of the the top players that you can come up against. And of course, you're a centre. We're in twelve at the weekend, so yeah. that will be traditionally, I suppose. The I suppose for the listeners who are listening who might not have watched that much rugby, it's the Gordon Darcy position just yeah. inside Brian O'Driscoll. Uh, is that your normal position, or where would you normally find yourself? Yeah, well, in in schools, I played at uh, fullback and number fifteen. Um, but I think I prefer centre would be my preferred position if I was to choose one. Um, you kind of you're always kind of in the thick of things and. I suppose I kind of like to, I wouldn't be seen as more kind of a physical kind of hard runner, be more kind of distributed, play the ball out. So, um, but I think that's probably my favourite position because you're kind of involved most. In, whereas at 15, you can kind of not hide from the game, but 
you can sometimes you can the game can kind of pass you by without kind of getting involved because you're in the backfield. So yeah, no centre is definitely my favourite position. Let's talk about differences between the two, and it mightn't go down to too well around here, but of course, it's very unlikely that you'll be able to play at those levels for many many years mm. uh, without serious clashes. Just yeah. given the intensity of the two codes. Do you have a preference, and, and why? Like, if, does your heart or your head have different preferences in terms of rugby versus Gaelic football? It's not. It's like it's. Um, I love playing both both sports equally. I suppose uh, for me, because I went to a, a boarding school, um, a lot of my friends would kind of be from Dublin. I have a big social life in Dublin. Um, my girlfriend's from Dublin, so I suppose when you're playing intercounty football, you kind of you're forced to be kind of coming home and you're kind of you're nearly giving up every weekend between the 1st of January and say the end of June to whenever you kind of get through in the champ- in the county championship so like for me that's probably just not something that I really enjoy that much um, whereas like rugby like we got our fixtures list there at the start of August or at the yeah, start of August and that's we got all of our fixtures right through to the end of May and I know what weekends I have off and you know so if, we've, if we have a weekend off we train on Tuesday and Thursday but we don't train that weekend at all so I think you can kind of I suppose more the culture around it, you can kind of plan your life a bit more. Um, so that's something which really attracts me to rugby as opposed to maybe inter-county football. But I'll definitely still be playing club football uh, with Fina and, you know, we'll, you know, the summers are always free. So I suppose they, can, they kind of, they work well together with club and, with club and rugby because obviously rugby stops, say, at the start of May and that's kind of when club football only heats up. And then when club football is dying down, that's kind of when only rugby is coming up. But um, yeah, I suppose it won't really be possible to play the inter-county level and uh, rugby either at the same time. You will see out this season though with Leitrim? Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll, yeah. All clashes aside, yeah. depending on how the fixtures fall as we go on for the next few weeks. Let's talk about some other people that are involved in the rugby because there's a couple of different routes through rugby because mm. when people talk about rugby or soccer versus Gaelic, it always comes down in most people's discussions around a pub table to money and the reality is is that the vast majority of players particularly at club level are not getting a penny for their efforts in fact they're probably paying subs and memberships mm. and bringing in sponsorships player sponsorships to actually just be at the club so money doesn't really come into it on that in the level that you're at, at the moment it does mm. maybe in the provincial game yeah. but if we look at say two or three players that are playing at a decent level in rugby now I know Jack Matthews here from Carrick and Shannon is, is kind of making his way through the, the, the channels in Leinster as well but uh, Shane uh, from Bornacula, Shane Mallon has yeah. uh, made an impact at, at academy level in, in Leinster and he's in with UCD now and they're under 20 skied. You're playing AIL in Division 1B. Matthew Early's got two seasons under his belt at Division um, 2B. And there's some players starting to make waves, but the route that Shane, for example, has taken versus the mm. route you've taken, you weren't involved with academies coming up through. No. Uh, your brother was. Tom, Tom was, yeah. Tom was at Leinster 18s, yeah. Uh, but Shane was Leicester 18s the following year but in terms of that route is there a route back into the professional game for you or are you even interested in that um, it's not well there probably wouldn't be well like there is always I mean it happened um, a guy who was two years above me in Clongos Rowan Osborne he never made any Leinster well not that I know he wasn't in Leinster Academy and now he's a full on professional contract because he performed well in the IL with Trinity so yeah there is a route there it's probably I suppose it's kind of something you say you're not interested in, but then if you know if the offer came, obviously. But no, at the moment, um, I'm just loving playing. Not a social level; it's, a, it's still a high level of rugby with that social element, and then you kind of still focus on your career, you know, professional career in terms of work and all that. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't be something I'd be interested in. But the same, you know, it's easy saying that now. But you no, know, there is definitely still a route in. I mean, Rowan's a prime example where if you just perform well with your if your club in the AIL you will get noticed and especially I suppose that he was a, a scrum half so I think Leinster had one or two injuries and now he's actually a full time professional contract with them so 
There is definitely a route there. But is that a route that... Is there a prefer- preference? Because I look back, say, if we compare it to the Leaving Cert, and it's all the rage at the moment in terms mm. of discussion about routes through college, and sometimes I would advocate to people who aren't quite sure what they want, don't commit to a four-year program. Mm. Go do a two-year program and then get a third-year and a fourth-year add-on. Uh, is that idea of going and getting first-team rugby where every result matters to the club in the AIL versus maybe the academy where you don't get as many games, you don't get to maybe get that tough and rough and tumble of games that actually matter when you do get games? Yeah, well, there is a thing, like, um, a lot of academy players are obviously associated with a club, so we'd have a few of them. We'd have Martin Maloney, who well, was there last year, he was with us. Um, so like the, every kind of player in the academy would be associated, and if they weren't getting game time, say, with Leinster A or with the Leinster senior team, they would be then sent back to their club to play on uh, to play on a weekend to try to get that game, you know, try to get game time under their belts, I suppose. Um, but yeah, of course, like you know, every club will have their own interests as well. So the club will obviously want to try and say with us in Old Belvedere, we'll try to win as uh, every game that we come come up against. So like you know, you're not going to be putting on players maybe who don't fit into the system and all that. So yeah, that is obviously a a tough one for players in that situation. But I'm sure like you know Leinster and all that's kind of up to them to manage that. So. You know, they seem to be doing okay at it so far. In terms of the season ahead, a half season to come mm. from January in the AIL, is that a concern that it's only uh, one round of fixtures, you play each team once and there's no promotion or relegation? Yeah. Is that a bit of a dead rubber season? Yeah, yeah, that, that was one of the causes of concern. I think that came out. Um, now, in fairness, like, I, don't, I don't think any team is, is taken as a dead rubber season, I think, because if you take one season off, you start losing players, you start losing momentum, and all of a sudden you'll probably get, end up getting relegated next season. So you still have to keep your foot in the gas. It is disappointing because it does take away the element of competition to a certain extent, because uh, obviously now if you win or lose game, it doesn't really matter because you're going to be in the same position next year regardless. But I think the way we're looking at it is more kind of we're building towards next season or we're building this season anyway, but you know, use it as a building block towards next season because you can't afford to, to lose up ground in one season. It's not it's too high a level to, to slip up for one season. So you need to keep building every year. What's the atmosphere like in Old Belvoir at the moment? That's great. Um, that's another thing about rugby is a great social aspect. Now I know it's unfortunate the way the bars and clubs are all uh, closed up in Dublin at the moment. But like, you know, usually after a match, be free, free beer, free food up in the clubhouse afterwards. A real kind of better stop you because you might have to hold you. A real, but a real like you know it's a real club atmosphere. Like you know you kind of think because there's guys coming from all over. Like you know I'm from Leitrim, lads from Dublin, lads from everywhere. But it's a real kind of close. It's, it's it is like a community in itself. Like you know everyone be up in the bar afterwards. So hopefully we can get back to that stage. Hopefully at some stage when the uh, restrictions allow us to do that. Yeah, no, because I've been at a few Sligo games and they've got players from Samoa. They've got two new mm. Brazilian international players playing yeah. with them as well. It's it's mad to see all these different, um, as well as within Ireland, all these different nationalities all mixing together and playing at different levels. I think there was a Canadian guy on the wing for them who's yeah. an absolute flyer. So it's it's great to kind of see and experience that mixing as well that maybe we don't get on a local level mm. all that often in terms of some child maybe who's in the the county who maybe plays a bit of rugby whether it's in Sligo or Longford or Carrick um, and and has ideas of, of maybe going down that route what would your advice be to uh, maybe an 11 or 12 year old who's who's making that decision or maybe enjoys every sport he's playing whether it's soccer rugby Gaelic well let's say play every sport that you can for as long as you can because you know each sport does complement one another it probably gets now you can get to like I'm 21 so maybe you just get to this age you have to start making sacrifices you know which I'm probably in that position I have to now but play every sport for as long as you can and enjoy every sport because you know it doesn't last forever so keep doing it as long as you can 
Excellent. Well, listen, um, t- tough start to the season, so we yeah. won't dwell on that too much. But <laughs> congratulations, I suppose, on, on becoming a, an integral part of that first team squad in a club as a, as esteemed as Old Belvedere. It's a, it's no easy task. So congratulations on that. Best luck with the rest of the intercounty season as well. And I'm sure we'll be chatting to you in the coming weeks and months. Thanks very much, Bethany. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Thank you very much to Jack for dropping in and having a chat with us about his rugby career alongside what has been a very, very successful career for Leitrim as well in the Gaelic football jersey. So the best of luck to him and to everybody involved in games, the limited number of games that are still surviving through the coronavirus lockdown at the moment. Hopefully all everything goes ahead and there aren't any future problems. And to everybody else, get what you can online watch the games stream the games uh, please don't try and, and get into games you won't be allowed into most if not all fixtures you're not it's not safe and we would ask you to protect yourselves and protect those taking part in these games and just respect the virus and please keep out of harm's way and keep yourselves safe it's a bit of a shorter one than normal this week but i think we'll be back to something a bit more normal in the next couple of weeks uh, we will be talking to individual people uh, ahead of each of the games in the coming weeks and we'll try and go a bit more in depth than maybe we're used to talk to you on monday after a busy weekend of elite sport across the country